friends, and welcome to the Law School Lineup Podcast. We're your hostesses, Rachel and Monica. Each week, we'll be dishing out some tips and tricks for surviving law school, or something like that. Get the good, the bad, and the ugly, because we aren't afraid to spill it all. Welcome back to the Law School Lineup. This is Rachel, and I'm here with Monica again. We're back together after a couple weeks um, off. Well, not off. We had episodes, but one of us was not able to make it some of the time. So anyways, all that to say, we're back together, just us. Um, We thought it would be kind of a fun and light and easy episode topic to talk about just kind of the most memorable moments of 1L year things that stuck out to us now as we are 2Ls looking back, you know, the good, the bad, the funny. Um, I think during the year it feels very slow and it feels like things are happening every day. But then when you kind of have a perspective a year later, you're like, okay, what things do I actually like, am I taking away from all this? Not like the the textbook, you know, things we've learned, but like the experiences we had and and whatnot. So we kind of wrote down a list and I'm sure we'll think of more things as we go, but we kind of just wanted to reminisce on our 1L year and just talk about things that, you know, remind us of that time. Yeah. Okay. The first one we want to start out with is the first day of class or like the first week of class in some of the memories that we have had um, with our professors or like our initial first cold calls. And one that sticks out to me, um, for the first day of civil procedure, we talked about a case called Solomon. And basically the case was about two babies and I can't remember, correct me if I'm wrong, Rachel, but the babies were like sleeping next to each other at night and then the mom like grabbed the other baby and so then they weren't sure like which baby was their own baby. So basically yeah. it was a baby swap. Yeah. And um, my first cold call was when Professor Sergienko asked, Ms. Johnson, how would you tell which baby was which? And this was in like the Solomon times. So way back when, when they had no technology. And I said, well, I don't know. Is there some kind of way to weigh the babies? And Sergianko said, Ms. Johnson. And I can't, I can't even remember the exact words he said, but he said something along the lines of, you are a big freaking idiot. <laughs> like, there's no scales back in this Solomon time, Miss Johnson, but nice try. And then just, like, feeling so deflated after that. Like, that was my first cold call. I had no idea. Like, how are you going to tell which babies, like... I don't know. Just look at the baby. You should know which baby's yours. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't say that. Like I had to have more substance than that. So yeah, that was an interesting way to start class, especially when we had this assigned reading and we didn't talk about the assigned reading at all, but instead talked about this case for the first couple days of class. And I think it kind of surprised everyone and no one really knew how to react. And I mean, Monica remembers that as like 
you know, so clearly, but I'm sure no one else remembers Monica specifically getting called on. Like I do just because she's talked about it since then, but like everyone was blurting out answers and to every answer, he had some remark about how that is just an insane, an insane answer. And there's no way that would be correct. And I think it, the the fake suicide stuff. Oh yeah. Well, and not to make light of suicide, we're not making light of suicide, but um, sometimes when kids or students would answer and Sergenko didn't like the answer, he would pretend like die. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was interesting. And that's, that's when you knew your answer was that bad that like he really didn't like it is when he would... <laughs> basically die in front of the classroom and get on his knees and then lay on the floor of the classroom yeah it was so bad he didn't want to be on this earth anymore (laughs) that's how you knew um and he was just kind of that professor in general and I think as the semester went on we came to realize that and kind of I guess appreciate that that's that's stretching it yeah but we we came to like understand that that's just what it was and if he you know calling calling miss johnson's answer like insane was probably him on the nicer side but on the first day of school you know you're not expecting to hear that and it seems completely awful and um I mean, that wasn't the only class that we experienced something like that on the first day. I remember in torts, we had a professor sub in for our professor because ours was out of town for some reason. And he, uh, he, he went around to every person, you know, I, I had never, I didn't even know what torts was. I had no idea. I I just started this (laughs) class, you know, and I had read these cases and I had a very, very little understanding of anything, right? I barely comprehended anything. And he starts going around the classroom one person at a time asking what a tort is. Down the rows. I remember he was going down the row. So you knew it was coming if he was going down your row because nobody knew the answer. Yeah. And so people were like kind of splurting out things that sounded right to me. And he was like, nope. And he'd just like go on to the next person. And like some people said, I don't know. And he would get really upset and say, it's your first day of law school. You're in a torts class and you didn't think to look up what a tort was. And oh my goodness, I don't, I wasn't called on, I don't think, but I was shaking in my seat. I think I was called on. I remember exactly what I said. I said a civil wrongdoing, and he said wrong. But then in his definition of a tort, literally the beginning was civil wrongdoing, but then it was like a paragraph long. Mm-hmm. So he was basically just shutting everybody down, but everybody's definition was like partly right. Yeah. But still terrifying. Like, yeah, and even after he wrote it, he's like, well, I guess there is no, like, actual definition. And I was like, uh, like, I remember him saying that. And he just kind of, like, made it up on the spot. And I was like, wow, yeah. that was harsh. Yeah, thank you for that. We were all terrified. Yeah, it was terrifying. Yeah, that's a funny story, too. Um, okay, here's another one. In our criminal law class we were talking about the section or we were on the section of like concealed weapons and like having a weapon on your body or like in your car. 
and it was in your car I think in your car and the rules and laws around um like having a gun in your glove box and if it can be loaded or if it can't be loaded etc and I remember we had exhausted this point for the entire class period like we were pretty clear on the gun in the glove box situation and the professor asked if anybody had any questions and <laughs> I'm not gonna say any names but one student had a question and said what if the gun was in the satchel on a horse and you were riding a horse <laughs> But, like, keep in mind, like, he repeated the fact pattern exactly. exactly. The case exactly, except for now the car was a horse. Like, same exact fact pattern. I can't. And we all just sat there like, well, you know, the same thing. The same thing would, would be the case. And that's exactly what our professor said. And then I texted you, and I was like, what if? It was a kangaroo, and the kangaroo was holding the gun in his pouch. Oh my god. Do you remember that? Yes. I but do. I remember it. our professor was like, What? Like, yeah. you don't have very many of those moments where your professor is like caught off guard, but that was mm-hmm. definitely one of them. Oh, yeah. She didn't so know what fun. to say. Oh, I, we have to think of some more examples of some of the questions or some of the hypos that students gave because oh my god there were some that just like catch you off guard and everyone's like wait what is happening well I remember in one of our classes I think it was ooh, I want to say it was torts of all classes um one person one student who was kind of known for kind of going off course and you know, being in their own world, um, mentioned something about, we were talking about, like, the rights, I don't, I can't remember exactly, but it was, like, the rights to your own body and to other people's bodies, and I don't, I don't remember exactly, but the, the student said something like, well, what if you gave consent, oh, we were talking about consent as a defense, and they said, what if you gave consent for someone to eat you? And I remember, yeah, and, but the question was about consent, and I was like, like, we weren't talking about eating or cannibalism, no, not at all. I don't remember, why do I remember this? Really, oh my gosh, I was like shook, because I was like, um. Like, where's your mind at? Why are you thinking that? Yeah, and especially just based on, like, what the student had said in the, the past, like, before this in the semester I was just like I kind of started freaking out I was like why is that where your brain is going okay I actually totally remember this yeah I think everyone looked around the room like um (laughs) and the professor like also didn't know what to say and is like well that's not the same that you can't consent to that (laughs) just like you can't consent to murder so yeah okay um (laughs) And then I, we've had so many memories too, like 
most of the memories that we have are like studying really long hours or I know a lot of mine are like writing on the whiteboards studying mm -hmm. like we'd go into a classroom and just write on all the whiteboards and then erase it and do it again or things like that um but we would always get that study room downstairs by the library and every time we would check it out like there'd always be somebody in there the time that we checked it out mm -hmm. so every time we would go in there or it wouldn't even be someone it would just be someone's stuff yeah that happened a few times and it wasn't like the same person every time it was literally just every single time so and then you could only reserve it for two hours so then we would reserve it for two hours and then like half the time or like half an hour would be trying to figure out who's using it or like not wanting to erase all their notes on the board in there because we're not sure if they like need to take pictures of them or whatever but mm -hmm. I'm yeah. a lot of of that. oh yeah that and then getting lunch and then bringing the lunch into the study rooms they're near our school there one there weren't that many um food options like quick food options and but two of them were panda express and chipotle and so we often yeah and so we often just had the choice between those two so i have lots of memories of taking the walk over there and getting lunch and then you know sneaking them back into the rooms because we weren't supposed to eat in the classrooms or in the um, study rooms but I don't, think, anyway. I don't think we were supposed to eat anywhere like no oh, besides the, the, the like kitchen area yeah. yeah but we did anyway and uh those were some good times studying before class and late nights and oh that's that's most of my memory of one a year honestly yeah and then the whole like our school wasn't very big so like the whole bottom level would smell like panda express but mm -hmm. you're not supposed to have <laughs> food and so and especially those little study rooms like it would literally smell like you're in the middle of a frying pan or something mm -hmm. like, it was yeah. all like fried very, food um it was very strong <laughs> okay another thing about like coming to school and like the places we went like parking we didn't have free parking at our school and so we would park in these like one to two hour spots on the street but there was this app like the pay pay by mobile or whatever so if your meter expired you could just go on this app on your phone and just like get another hour get another two hours um but the issue with that, I think we were good in the beginning, maybe, but then it would expire and we'd forget about it. And the Boise police do not, like, the I don't even, is it the police who does it or it's, like, specific? Like parking enforcement, I don't Parking enforcement. Yeah. They do not play around. Like, if you didn't have your meter, if the meter didn't have money in it for, like, 15 minutes, you'd at least have a warning, if not a ticket. And some of the tickets I got were like $60. Like they were not cheap. Yeah. That, that should be the equivalent of parking in front of a fire, like a fire hydrant or something along the lines of that. Not just like a meter expiration, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah, but that was, that was a big 
topic of contention at our school was the lack of parking. And so people would either pay to have a parking spot at some lot, you know, like all year or whatever. Some people would do what we did for a lot of the year, which is just kind of pray that you don't get a ticket after the two hours expires or the four hours, depending on where you're parked. Um, and then other times, I mean, near the end of the year, I started parking at this public park that was a little bit of a walk to campus, but you weren't supposed to park there. So if you got a ticket there, it was expensive. And so, yeah, that was just always a topic of conversation. I probably had like $100 worth of tickets, which isn't that much. And honestly, a parking spot would have been more expensive than that. So I'm not mad with my decision, but it was just kind of like something that was talked about very often and it's definitely memorable now that my school does have parking and I'm like wow I don't have to like worry about finding a parking spot I can just drive to the parking lot like it's such There's a so new much. concept yeah, yeah so yeah I don't know that was definitely a, a very big memory of one all year yeah and two you'd show up to school and then you'd like do a lap and if there was no parking then like you didn't have time to get coffee at foreman function across the street but if there was parking then you did have time to go get coffee at foreman function mm -hmm. before <laughs> and i'm like so anxious like i'm just a very anxious person and so i'd be on campus like so early and monica is like texting me like 10 minutes before class starts like hey you want starbucks and i'm like what the heck like where are you like i'm already in my seat ready for class and she's like you literally just... used to check the time on my drive yeah. stamp and it'd be like four minutes before class started yeah and, and it's not like starbucks was right next to school like it was at least a couple minute drive and then she had to park and then walk out oh my gosh it would stress every me day. out so much yes i did that every day and i would text you I would literally text you and it'd be like six minutes before class or something. And I'd yeah. be like, do you think I have time? And then yeah. the next like five seconds, I'd be like, "Never mind, I'm just going to go. Yeah. And I'd say, no, I don't think you have time. <laughs> and then I'd roll in Yeah, like, at the time, every single time. She'd always get there. Coffee. Yep. She'd always get there walking with her coffee. I'm like, how do you do it? Like if I have less than 30 minutes before class, I'm not stopping. <laughs> Like, that is too stressful. I think, honestly, like, you know those, like, hometown vibes, like, where you're like, oh, I know exactly. I feel like it's because I lived in Boise for my undergrad, and I, like, lived downtown, lived in that yeah. area. Like, I just felt like I I knew exactly the down to the minute of where I could get, and if I didn't have parking there, I knew, like, the secret spots where I could just, felt, like... Park, mm -hmm. you know, for like an hour hour and a half or whatever but I think honestly that probably bit me in the butt because I would roll in with coffee park and then I forget to pay the meter <laughs> or I forget like the zone area to pay by mobile so I like got so many tickets and warnings I mean I paid them all so it's it's not like they can not let me sit for the bar or something mm -hmm. <laughs> I know I mean, that's, that's something thing we should talk about is yeah. is uh you have to declare everything what was it down to like 20 bucks or something yeah something really small yeah so you have to declare basically any infraction you've gotten ever um 
or within the last 10 years or something. I don't know. I think it depends, honestly, per jurisdiction. But our school, like, really hounded on the fact that if it was any infraction over $20, which most parking tickets are over $20, you had to declare it um, in order to take the bar exam. What's it called again? It's called... I don't remember, <laughs> but like, yeah, you have to let them know. Yeah, like the fitness yes. test or something. Yeah, character and fitness. Yes. So um, make sure, that's one thing to know if you are in law school or you've done some shady stuff and you're thinking about law school, like make sure you do your research because some jurisdictions won't even let you sit for the bar exam. So. Yeah, and it's not just like felonies. It's like, like Monica said, it's like a, a parking ticket or something like that. You don't even have to have been pulled over. It could have been like what we were just talking about, like meter tickets you have to report. And they're not going to do anything about it. They don't care. But if you don't tell them, then that could be like shady in their eyes. So it's not that like they want to know that you got a parking ticket. It's like they want to know that you're being honest about and what that's professional responsibility this semester. Yeah, I am. I just okay, had my first class. And yeah. that's what we're talking about right now is like honesty amongst lawyers is like the top priority. Like mm -hmm. you have to be honest with your client. You have to be honest with the judge, the opposing attorney. Like they'll strip your bar license so quick. Yeah. So yeah. honesty is very important. Um. Side note, on form and function, it was this little coffee shop across the street, how I remember form and function was great in the beginning and not so great at the end because, do you remember those bomb discounts they used to give us? Mm-hmm. They gave us like 50% off or something. And then I think all the students were going over there. And so they said, okay, no more discount. So one avocado toast was like eight bucks or something like that. It was so expensive. It was good avocado toast though. So, and if you wanted a poached egg, it was like 12 bucks or it was like four yeah. bucks more or something like that. Yeah. So, um, but also side note, uh, AJ always looked like a professor and they would still give faculty the discount. And so he was like, oh yeah, my avocado toast is like $4. I'm like, why do you keep getting the freaking discount? And I don't get the discount. Like what? He wore what? the same thing as professors. He did. He literally did. <laughs> he looked like a 40 year old, like history middle school teacher. Yeah. And he carried himself that way, too. Like just I hope he listens. <laughs> me, too. Shout out, AJ. Shout out to AJ. <laughs> That's so um, funny. Okay, another one is oral arguments. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, so I think most schools, at the end of your 1L year, you write an appellate brief or a brief of some kind, and then you are supposed to have an oral argument in front of you know, your professor in your LRW class and maybe also like judges and you normally are against a specific person, you write on opposite sides of the argument and it's to prepare you essentially for being in court and arguing in front of court. And so as you all know, the end of our 1L year was right around when COVID hit. And so we had been practicing these oral arguments in class for 
probably at least like three weeks like every day we did some sort of practice and we got up in front of the class at least three times I want to say and those of us who came to class did. yeah yeah a lot of people skipped out on those and they got away with it but yeah we had to like we had to get well, up in front of the class smart ones, yeah yeah honestly at the end of the day they were smart because they didn't ever have to do anything but um the idea was that we'd be practicing for the real thing so it's like to get us prepared or whatever but the practice itself was stressful because well not many people like to get up in front of a class first of all and then second of all you're arguing it's an argument it's not like just a presentation so you're getting questions thrown at you by the teacher and by other students and you're expected to just like know those answers right right there and it's supposed to prepare you for our what we were what was supposed to be our actual oral argument where a real judge would be asking us these questions right so like this was good practice but it also sucked anyways all that to say by the time we were supposed to have our oral arguments covid was in full swing and we couldn't be in person anymore and so they ended up getting canceled they were gonna maybe be on zoom in some way but they ended up not doing that and so all of this practice was essentially for nothing. And also, although I very much was happy at the time, we now lack that practice of being up in front of a real judge and getting feedback or, you know, not maybe not even a judge, but just attorneys, which is, you know, really good experience. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, I feel like we kind of lost in more ways than one. Like not only did yeah. we get screwed in that we had to practice and had, you know, no actual oral argument, but also we didn't get to do the oral argument. And so we kind of got screwed in that way. Um, Not that I wanted to do it at all, but it's definitely, I mean, they have us do it for a reason and it's to prepare us. So I think we all feel a little bit ill-prepared, but honestly at this rate, like who knows when we'll even be in person for anything anymore. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing about that too, for me was like the anxiety of, we didn't know if we were going to have oral arguments. Like it was up we had them scheduled for the week after spring break and then it was like up in the air for like the next three weeks so as we're getting prepared for finals and then going through finals we still don't know if we need to be like practicing our oral arguments to orally argue in front of judges against one of our co-students so i think that probably was the most stressful for me is just like the unknown because I like to be prepared and then it was like the plans just totally shifted. With that being said, we did get, let's say, the opportunity. If you wanted to do the oral arguments, you could do them um, like wearing masks and it was just going to be like you and the judge and you could do it. It was like the week after we had two weeks of finals or something like that. It was just, I just remember it being like, I really should do this, but my gosh, after law school finals and your 1L year is done, it's so hard to want to study and open your books back up to do something that isn't mandatory. Um, so with that being said, we did, Rachel and I did not orally argue. I honestly think only one or two students did get to orally argue. Um, so kudos to them. Hopefully we see them in court and we don't choke up as much as they do. <laughs> then joke will be on them. But um, yeah. Okay. 
Another one we want to talk about is the Christmas party. There's so much to unpack here. Yeah, we, <laughs> our school had a Christmas party. At a um, bar. At a, yes. And it was, well, let's just go back a little bit further. It was on our last day of finals. So we were on campus oh, right yeah. before this happened. Our hardest final. Yes, it was our hardest final. It was civil procedure. Um, I low-key, high-key had a panic attack right before that exam, um, which was really embarrassing. Um, and then <laughs> felt like I failed it, right? As did most people because it was the worst exam ever. And then right after that, they're like, oh yeah, Christmas party. And so I think we ended up going to like Boise Brewing right before. And then we walked over to the Christmas party, but it was just like a lot. Like I literally still had my backpack with me. Like, I don't know. It was just a very odd like situation. And like Monica and I, obviously like we had friends, but like, I feel like we weren't part of like the big group of people that were friends you know what I mean like we had our own friends but we weren't like friends with everyone like some people were and so whenever we're in situations where it was like our whole 1L class was doing something I always felt like a little bit overstimulated yeah and I was (laughs) yeah like I didn't want to be there like (laughs) and it was just well and too I think like in law school you like find your clique and you find your group and I think you figure out like who you can be yourself around, but then I think there's other people that you tend to have like more of that professional relationship with because you do have to remember you're going to be an attorney with all these other attorneys at the same time when you all pass the bar. Um, And maybe in the same jurisdiction, even if you're not in the same jurisdiction, you can call them and, as a professional and ask for advice or, you know, refer a client to someone you knew from class and you respected. So I think, yes, we were like, we had our little tight group that we like studied with and we're tight with. And I think if you're in law school, you should definitely find that. Um, but yeah, I agree. It's a little bit of overstimulation, especially in a bar atmosphere with a bunch of people who just are like relieving stress. And getting really, really drunk. Really like, drunk. And we yeah. didn't. Like we, I, I remember we all like walked out. We're like, we left at like nine or something really early to go to a different bar to just hang out with our friends. But I mean regardless it was fun remember I had to make that game mm-hmm. yeah she was part of the S- SBA yeah that's SBA. what it's called yeah so I so... did what even was that game called do you remember I don't remember basically I, I had to write or like I put a bunch of celebrity names or like famous people names on sticky like sticky notes basically and you put it on your forehead and then people have to ask you questions that you can answer with you have to you you have to ask other people questions yeah so you ask other people questions and they have to answer with a yes or a no so for instance say Beyonce was on my forehead I would ask Rachel is my celebrity a woman? And she'd say, yes. Okay. Is she in the film industry or is she in the music? Or, and then she'd say, no, is she in the music industry? Yes. So basically you have to ask questions until somebody guesses your person. 
So anyways, I was going around the whole night to all these drunk people, sticking names on their foreheads. It was chaotic. I, I, I remember them being like there's some really funny ones but I can't remember exactly do you not really yeah I don't know it's kind of all a blur <laughs> I remember I think AJ had like Barbie girl or something oh he sang Barbie girl and I think that was his celebrity oh really Honestly. yeah we had um karaoke too and a dance floor so it was just chaos a and little people bit kept buying like shots and yeah and just like law students. I the yeah you knew the but bartender. like I, I didn't remember him but he remembered me from school yeah yeah he, he was so nice yeah and people were just like trying to relieve all the stress and just drinking way too much and just our memory of that party was like we should probably talk about something else because <laughs> right i know we're like deflating <laughs> the like christmas party okay anyways <laughs> we'll move on um let's talk about the time i spilled a lacroix on my laptop oh yeah that was fun we were in lrw and i got like our- reprimanded for it yeah our professor was known for being like very serious and like very yeah. strict and I accidentally, while the professor was speaking, like elbowed it or something. I can't remember. But you know what? If anyone should be sympathetic, it should be everyone because I just freaking lost my $1,200 freaking laptop. Yeah. So anyways, spilled lacrosse on it. It wasn't even that much. I caught it like pretty quickly. And then I had Rachel Google like what I need to do. She said, turn it off immediately, put it in rice did that did that and then uh it wouldn't turn back on like it wouldn't charge and this was like this was like a couple weeks or something like I think maybe a month before finals so I was freaking out because I was gonna lose my whole semester of notes so I had my little like panic scare of like make sure you back up your notes or like regularly send them via email to yourself so that when something like that happens, you don't lose everything. And I think that was probably good because now like since it did happen to me, I regularly do that. So just know it happens to the best of us. And I think I, I think I ended up paying four hundred dollars or something along the lines to fix it but I ultimately got the same laptop back so I didn't lose anything Mm -hmm. but um definitely a scare and I had to use the library loaner laptop do you remember that yeah those Dell like brick laptops that weighs like 50 pounds yeah battery life is 30 seconds yes I remember that Oh, man. Yeah, that was not good. Not good at all. (laughs) No, that's not a fun one. And I feel like it happens at the moment you least expect it to, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And a month before finals is, like, not a good time for that to happen because you're wrapping things up in class and you're trying to, like, get a good grasp on all your notes that you've already taken and you don't have those notes to go back to. Yeah. And I remember just being terrified for cold calls because a lot of the professors like would go back and like say, okay, review time. And I had literally nothing. 
Yeah. So, okay. The same professor <laughs> yelled at us, remember, before the oral arguments. Do you want to talk about yeah. that? Yeah. So we had, like, required um, oral arguments, not by us, but by, like, like actual oral arguments that were going on in the, was it the district court? In the, the, no, the Supreme Court held okay. oral arguments at our school. Yeah, the Supreme Court. So it was like this big thing. And so the school wanted, I think the school for its own looks wanted all the students to come because it makes it look like we're whatever interested. And so what they did, instead of just letting us decide if we wanted to come, they made all the 1Ls come. It was mandatory. and Which for was, the record, I would have gone anyways because I think it's... Yeah interesting yeah but it was that like kind of an inconvenient time for some people and like whatever it kind of annoyed me that they made us come because it wasn't even a regularly scheduled time that we had class but besides it wasn't in place of class either exactly yeah and so and we had to be there early and so I was exhausted and so I got coffee for like all my friends it was I got like four coffees from Starbucks right and it's like I have this coffee contain like what are they called like the whatever the things you put the coffee in or carry thing yeah the carrying thing and so I had like four coffees I'm walking into school and I set them down and Monica and I our other friends aren't there yet so I was like oh I'll just leave you your coffees out here like whatever and so Monica and I start trying to walk in to the, the oral arguments with our coffees and our professor literally yelled at us because we hadn't gone to class the previous day where she had explained the procedures and, and keep in mind this was around finals and we're all trying to study and we were taking that time to study we had a study room during the class and we were studying other classes because no offense but that class just like wasn't important at that time okay like, and side note this is very important you can miss up to five classes, but like Rachel and I don't skip class. We go yeah. to every single class. The only way we would skip a class is if we seriously had to study for another class or we knew we weren't going to do anything in that period that day. Like there was literally nothing scheduled. That's the yeah. only reason we wouldn't go. Like if we were learning new material, we would absolutely be there but you do have five absences for times like this where you need to prioritize things and they are especially helpful when you have all five come into your finals yeah and it's not anyone else's business when or why you skip those classes like we are all adults we can skip class if we want to skip class as long as we're within the guidelines of the aba and that class's standards right so all that to say monica and i hadn't skipped any classes probably if we had it was maybe one and we so were on campus studying yes we were there it's not like we were whatever and it, at the end of the day it doesn't matter right I could have been partying for all it mattered right like it's no one's business and so not only does she reprimand us for bringing coffee in but she her reasoning for the reprimand was that if we would have been in her class the day before we, we would have, have known this home. And I feel like I'm not doing it justice by my tone of voice, but like... Here, I'll oh. do it. I'll do it. Okay. You can't bring coffee and you can't bring bags. If you came to class the day before, you would have known that. Yes, <laughs> that was pretty accurate. Yeah, it was like very, very <laughs> passive. Yeah, it was like passive aggressive, but at the same time, like just aggressive. Like, 
It's impressive. Yeah. And I like, I'm in very respectful. In front of other professors. Yes. In front of other professors who were so calm about the situation. They were just like, oh, like, you can't bring that in. I'm sorry. I know it sucks. Like, super chill. And like, I'm very like respectful to authority for the most part. I'd say like, I assume the best. I, whatever. I literally didn't respond. Like, and that's so unlike me. And I think maybe you said something. I don't remember. But it was just so quick. Like, it just happened so quick. And I was like, did she seriously just talk to us like that? Like, what? Like, we have the right to skip class. Like, yeah, it was just such an odd experience. And, like, definitely one that I'm remembering. And definitely, like, just taught me, like, what I didn't want to be like, you know? Like, I don't want my – if I'm ever a professor, just, like, even if just other people in my life, I don't want them to feel that way when I talk to them. And I thought it was interesting how, like, once we put the coffees away or whatever and started walking in, our other professors that were there were like, thank you so much for leaving your coffee. Like, I know it's annoying, like, whatever. And I was like, she could have been that same way, but she chose not to be, like, for whatever right. reason. I'm sure she had stress and whatever, but, like, I don't know. It just, it was kind of, like, eye-opening to me. Yeah, I think, too, those experiences kind of shape you, too, because we're all going to be attorneys. So in a year and a half or whatever, and we take the bar and we are practicing attorneys, we're going to be on the same playing field, you know? So I think it's just important to remember we're all professionals and even like your professors, you're going to be a lawyer in the same jurisdiction they're going to be. So don't talk down to anyone, like just remain professional because we've had experiences where people were not like that. So like if I become a wonderful trial attorney, I'm not going to refer any of my clients to that specific person. I wouldn't, you know, so just yeah. something to keep in mind. Yeah, um, and, like, and like you said, I think that goes for everyone. Like even your, the fellow students we have, like you shouldn't ever talk to someone like in a way like that because they're also going to be in the legal field. And like, I don't know, yeah. I feel like that's just something that we're going to learn more about this semester and professional responsibility and <clears throat> also just something that like everyone should do like it's the unspoken rule like yeah. just be a good person exactly yeah <laughs> um okay one thing I loved that we well now we can't because we don't have any of the same classes and we don't even go to the same school but we used to message each other I message each other when say <clears throat> say Rachel would get cold called like, if I knew the answer, I would mess, I message her and it would, like, pop up in the corner of her screen. But I will say, I think Rachel messaged me more than I messaged her because she, she would always answer quick, but I felt like I needed more help. So she'd be like, I'd be like, no. hmm, let me look at my notes. And then I'd, like, look at the corner of my computer screen. It would it would always stress me out because I'm like trying to type it so quickly but also like have it make sense before you answer and then sometimes I'd be like halfway through and you would just say something and I was like shit like too late and then I but most of the time you like got it right so I was like oh I didn't even need to a couple times though you saved me like yeah yeah that's funny that's a fun Uh little um thing to do as one else if you want to like help each other out like why not (laughs) yeah absolutely Find your friends and then get their number and iMessage. Yes. <laughs> but do, do not have your phone out in class because remember the one time somebody did have their phone out in class, one of our 
professors like crucified the girl and then she started crying yeah so probably don't have your phones out in class yeah do it on your laptop so it looks like you're just taking notes (laughs) exactly do it the smart way is there a smart way to text me no only when you're answering questions i suppose which is not what we did most of the time Honestly, I think, I think it's fine because we were one else. We needed the extra help. So it's like, if someone were to be like upset about that, like, come on, we're one else. We're better now. And I'd say, I mean, so far I feel pretty comfortable with cold calls. So yeah, today was a little bit rough. Like I answered the question, but I was definitely caught off guard. It was like the first time she called called anyone and I was the first name. Well, actually, she called on someone else and she wasn't there. And so did then she say, called on me. Did they say Galante? Or- I don't remember. Like, I probably blacked out. What did they call you first year, the whole year? Galante? They would always say Galante, but I, I it's Galante. Galante. Okay. Yeah. I'm so ready to just have my name be Jones. <laughs> That's an easy last name. I know. I don't want any I, questions. Jones and Johnson are the top two. And I went from Johnson to Nolan. And everybody thinks nobody ever gets Nolan right. Ever. Really? No. They all, like you always have to spell it for him. Weird. I yeah. feel like it's not that hard. And a lot of people do it N O L E. E-N, and it's mm, I guess I could say that. Yeah. Anyways, okay, do you have any more? I think that's all I've got. The only other one that I can remember is in contracts. We, um, at the end of the year, she, like, broke us into, like, three groups, and it was plaintiffs, defendants, and the court, essentially, and we had to find people, or, like, pick people from each of our, like, I think we were the we were either the plaintiffs or the defendants, I can't remember, but we had to pick someone from our group to be the spokesperson. And then they had to go up and like argue and then the court would say who won that argument. And you and I in the same group, I think we were. I think think so, yeah. Because I got chosen and Devin got chosen. Yeah. I'm not, I didn't take it that seriously. (laughs) Yeah, some people took it very seriously. And I just thought it was funny and it like stood out to me because like, I don't know, I just feel like, things like that in class I'm just like I don't care like I just want to get out of here you know and some people were like so intense but at the end of the day she gave all of us candy so like who cares we all won (laughs) yeah and and too I thought it was funny because it was like chips or like Cheetos like Mm -hmm. and everybody was like fighting viciously and then I think our group I don't think we won I can't remember if we did or not but yeah. Whoever, whoever side actually did win they like didn't get their cheetos immediately and they like <gasps> freaked out about not getting their cheetos They're like we didn't get any yeah and and then she gave cheetos to the loser side too so again we didn't take it seriously and we got cheetos so who's the joke on <laughs> true oh my gosh um, i forgot about okay. so many of this that's that is basically our best worst greatest memories of our 1L year and we hope you guys enjoyed as much as we did honestly I think it's we have a pretty good array of the good bad and ugly from our 1L year that we remember the rest for sure the rest we just blacked out yeah oh I blacked out (laughs) a lot of 1L year for sure and I'm sure we can what 
I wish you remembered more cold calls, but. Right. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I definitely blacked out for, like, all of my cold calls. Um, but we'll definitely have a whole nother episode of this at the end of this year, I'm sure, um, with new memories of being online, partly at least. And, um, yeah, just being at new schools, which Maybe has been. Maybe it'll be a little more mellow this year. Yeah, let's hope. Nothing insane. Um, <laughs> maybe not getting yelled at by a professor. That would be nice. That's a nice change. Yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, and I think I want to kind of talk about our new schools as we get a little bit more into this. So I think that could be a fun episode. But if you guys have any other episode suggestions, make sure that you um, let us know on Instagram is really our only platform that would be feasible to do that um law school lineup if you are not already following us make sure to do so and i think that's all we'll see you guys next week well friends thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode For more information, check out the show notes or follow us on Instagram at Law School Lineup. If you loved what you just listened to, or if you know somebody that would, please share it. Don't forget to tag us. Lastly, if you'd like to support this podcast, take a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It would help us out a lot. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of this podcast, and we'll see you then.